Yo, this is uh, Crucial Tunes number 404, 405. Yes. 404, it's 404. even on the thing. Yes, yeah, so uh, I was going to say, it's on the it's on the chat, and uh, you, you still got it wrong anyway. But This is the show with two old-ass men arbitrarily ranking stuff because we think we're better than everybody. Yes, and our opinions are better than yours. Factual, so. that's not a... Uh, that's not arguable. It no, is true. No. Yes, 100% true. <laughs> um, so what's what's good, man? What's new? It's it's been I know we are very well we are very bad about putting this out because I am very bad about scheduling recording time, but we are going to try to put a more consistent schedule forward from now on. So it's been, it may have been a minute since you guys heard from us. I think it's uh, been probably a like month maybe. Months. Is it, it is it only months? one month? It's well, it's been a while. What was the last one we did? Uh, uh, 20 years remember. of 20 years of 2003. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It, so it was probably about okay. a month ago. Cause we're yeah. not yeah, too far into the year yet. So that's cool. But yeah, so we're going to try to be a little more consistent about it and hopefully we'll be able to talk about some fresh stuff. So it's not like, you know, yeah. just our old ass opinions. Yep. Well, <laughs> uh, what are you li- listening to currently? Uh, currently. So, I don't know why, but on Facebook lately, I've been getting ads left and right for uh, this kind of, you know, those like vinyl, like, uh, like record clubs kind of thing. Yeah, totally. There's one that keeps advertising to me. And I don't know if they got this recommendation off of like my Spotify or something, but they have been trying to sell me uh, the Gravediggers Six Feet Deep album. Um, well, did you get it? No, I didn't because oh. it's like a $50 commitment or something to join this club. And I don't want to pay 50 bucks for just that one record, you know, but yeah, but that's I've, so cool. I know I've been very <laughs> tempted, but so since I've been seeing that a lot, I've been listening to that a lot, which got, got me back into my Wu-Tang phase again. So I've been listening to a bunch of Wu-Tang and, and all of their, you know, uh, their solo albums and everything. Sure. Sure. Um, I've been listening to the new, uh, Sanguish Sugabog album, um, which dropped like two weeks ago. I think Um, I listened through it once. I was going to say, I know it's not your style, but man, I I can tell you from somebody that's into like death. It's, it's maybe going to be my album of the year. I love it. Wow. It's, it's, it's so good. It's so good. I'm, I've, I can't, I can't stop listening to it. Like I, 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 I turn it on and then I listen to it like one and a half times, two times through just all at once. You know, I don't, I can't quit. It's good. Cool. Um, Zulu. I've been listening to a bunch lately too. I wish they Sick. would have, I wish they had more music out. Yeah, um, I get that. There's only a few songs and, and they're, they're great. I just want more. Um, cool. Cool. And that's, I think, that's those are the those are the big ones. Um, how about you? What have you been up to? Uh, a lot of Narrowhead, which is like um, more of that like modern scene grunge shit, like Soul Blind type of stuff. Okay. Um, they're, I mean, there's not much to say. It's exactly what you think, like fuzzy, flangy stuff with slams in it. And I like that. That's and they're sounds they're awesome. very fucking good. They're very good. Um, let me see what else um beastie boys which is a pretty standard thing for yeah. me to say um shit uh, uh, blah, 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 blah. fuck fuck fucks oh a shit ton of some 41 oh yeah yeah um 
Sum 41 usually gets recognized for like fat lip and they're all killer, no filler shit. Yeah, yeah um, for sure. Even the record after that and just like further and further, they get considerably more aggressive and abrasive and metal. And dude, Sum 41 I, is a fucking metal band. That's I was just going to say, I've 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 never I've never dug into their discography as much as I probably should have, because I know you've pitched them a lot of times. Yeah, but did. you're you're not the only person that told has told me that they're like they're almost like a straight up metal band, and I I I believe it because they do have even listening to their singles, like you listen to their guitar style and stuff, you can tell those dudes are thrashy as hell, you know. Oh yeah, just riffy, real riffy, mm-hmm. uh, chuggy, a lot of heavy parts. They're so fucking sick, and they're melodic as shit like the whole time. They're so that's, fucking good. That's cool. I I I need to dig into them. That's um, they're, they're one of the ones that have been on my list for fifteen years now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, Bouncing Souls put out a couple new singles. Um, because they're releasing an album, I think, in like March or May. Uh, one of the singles is unreasonably fucking good, and the other one is fine. So uh, okay. we'll see. We'll see. Bouncing Souls. <laughs> I need somebody. I need, huh? They're the best. Oh, I was going to say, I need somebody to guide me through Bouncing Souls because maybe I'm not listening to the right stuff. I just, I don't get it. Like, they're, they're, they're good for what they are, but it's, to me, they're nothing special, which I, I know, I know so many people would argue with that because, like, there, there are dudes from, I, the, the bassist from Bane, you know, like one of the most, yeah well-known hardcore bands in the world uh he was he was obsessed with bouncing souls they were his favorite band yeah and so like they they transcend genres you know so people really appreciate them they're like i think we've talked about this before how the the singer from terror hot water music music is the best band in the world the bouncing souls is recognized in that way by a lot of guys outside of the the punk realm totally so i I know I'm wrong. On, tattoo right here. I know I'm wrong on that one. I I want to get right. into them, but I just I every time I've tried, it's just like yeah, they they are what they are. I so. actually it was either yesterday or the day before I listened to two Hot Water Music albums in full. Uh, I yeah. put on my Instagram story that like Hot Water Music is better than everybody or something, and yeah. I also listened to Terror Hawk by Bear vs Shark yesterday. Ooh. Man, the, it, it might have been the day before. I forgot, but like, dude, fucking Christ, what a fucking what an album that is. God damn it, yeah, man, it's so fucking good. Bear vs Shark is one of those bands that like I forget about them for a couple years at a time, and then all of a sudden they'll pop back into my head, and I'm like, dude, how could I ever forget about them? They're they were so fucking good. I don't know how many records they have, but Terra is know the only two. one I've heard. Yeah, um, and I absolutely love it. So it, like I'm almost worried to like go further and hear more of their shit because of how high high of a regard I hold that album in. Because like right. if it doesn't like hold up with it, then but that's also fucking stupid. But who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm looking on Spotify right now. I guess so. Terror Hawk is the only one that's considered like an album on Spotify, and then they've got uh, right now you're the you're in the best of hands, which is considered a compilation for some reason. I don't, I don't know, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's like B sides or something. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure what the difference is there, but uh, yeah. Best of hands is the one that I 
heard first. Cool. Um, and yeah, I agree though. Terrorhawk is phenomenal. Dude, but, that opening, that holy shit, it's so sick. I think we talked about that a bunch of times. I never, I never got to see them. I wish I had. Yeah, it's cool, man. Yeah, loud dudes with beards and they're like real like beer drunk it's it's cool man they're they're a great band anyway uh yeah that's all that's all i'm listening to currently though is that shit cool yeah um so we're ranking blank 182 singles yes we are and we've been talking about doing this for a long fucking time actually yeah yeah i think we've been tossing this one around since like november and we just haven't decided on when to actually track this episode so we're doing it right now um so i i gotta say i I don't know how this for our usual list format is going to work out for this one only because when we're restricting ourselves to just the singles and don't get me wrong blink 182 has a lot of singles a fucking lot but i feel like we are going to have a decent amount of overlap on our singles. We absolutely but, are. But in different places. Okay. Because I like things about Blink-182 that I, I, I don't think you dislike necessarily, but I, I have a feeling there's other stuff that you like better. So It's uh, very true. Also, I feel like to, to balance this out, just to make this fair, I think we should do this same thing with Slipknot singles one time. Now you're speaking my language, dude. Because, like, this is <coughs> Blink-182 is to me as Slipknot is to you. Yeah, that's so fa- I think, that's that's fair. That's definitely I th- fair comparison. I think comparison. we should do that sometime. I had that idea the other day, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to pitch that. That's good. Because Slipknot, shit ton of singles, all sick. Yeah. Um, yes. that, w- that would be cool. I would like to do that. Even, you know what? Even the albums that I don't like of Slipknot's, the singles they put out from those albums are bangers. So. They're very good at picking out the singles for the record. For sure. Uh, for sure. Blink is particularly not. <laughs> a, a lot of their singles that's, are like weak points of the records. That's I figured I figured you were going to say that cuz I know you are not I know for most bands I know you're not a singles guy and I uh, it depends on the band itself. If it's a band that's like unbelievably special to me that I would like die for then mm-hmm. yeah and this is one of those cases yeah so yeah i'm i'm most of the time a singles guy sure uh, for most bands unless i like you said unless i like deep dive them enough to sure, sure. really really like their other you know their deep cuts but okay anyway so i have my top five i have six honorables and then i have okay. one more extra thing okay i have uh, an even five and five Okay, well, my one more extra thing I'll just pick, like, I'll throw out there now. Um, when they put out nine, which was, I think, in 2019, mm-hmm. um, they had a big rollout with a handful of singles and they put out a really short, like, minute long song called Generational Divide. And it's okay. just this, this fast minor key circle pit ripper. And lyrically, it's about, like, it's like, oh, like, do you guys like us now? Like, are we better than we were before? Like, fuck you. Like, you're old. And, um, it was just like a fuck you to people who are like, you guys are lame now. Um, so people heard that song and they're like, fucking so, this is so sick. And it's the only song on the record that sounds like that. <laughs> but uh, what was that one called? It's called Generational Divide. Generational and it's, Divide. It's, it's fucking awesome. It's so goddamn good. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it was a single and I loved it. Okay, sick. Um, 
I have six honorables. Um, so I could p- pitch one of them real quick, and then uh, then we'll get into the regular five and five. Sure. Um, M and M's off of Cheshire Cat. Okay. Um, as I think it was their first actual music video they made. It's just like you know, shitty nineteen ninety five sounding skate punk. It's like. It, that's all it was it's, it's yeah. a good it's just a good fast catchy song fair yeah, very that's fair it. that's it so my first one that i'm going to toss out may already be breaking the rules because i don't think they released it as a single ever um however anybody that knows blink 182 knows this song and it is on their greatest hits album i, uh, I know what you're saying it's carousel carousel Technically, it's the first song on the Greatest Hits album. Yes. Um, and it was it's on their first two albums, right? It's there's a version of it. Um there's a version of it on Cheshire Cat. There's a version of it on Buddha. There's the best version of it is on the live album. Okay. Uh it's uh it's a it's a great, 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 great fucking song. I love it's, that song very, very much. It's an absolute blink classic. Like I said, if anybody's a fan of Blink One Eighty Two, they know Carousel. You know, totally. But uh, somehow I, actually, I, I was really struggling not putting Carousel on this list. Yeah, I, 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 it was one of the first ones I thought of. Oh sure. When we when I started building this list, and then when I went to actually look at their official singles list, it's not on there. So no, but it is on the Greatest Hits album, so I think it counts. I, that, I that's why. I, that's why I included it, but I just wanted to make a, a an asterisk next to it and say not technically a, a album single, but greatest hits counts counts sure. enough for me. So, cool. Uh, my first honorable. Uh, what, what did I say first? Eminem's. Okay, so I guess then my next honorable is um, it was originally a B side from Enema, um, okay. and then they put it as a bonus track on the live album, and then they released it as an actual single. They made a video. It's on the greatest hits album, but that's Man Overboard. Man Overboard is one of my honorables as well. I nice. love that song. Yeah. Actually, it's, oh, what a great fucking song. Yeah. It's it's higher up on my list of honorables. It, it's uh it's my number I got what do you want to call that? 6, 7. Sure. But Bob, uh Carousel and Man Overboard are really good examples of uh how super cool of a bass player Mark Hoppus is. Oh yeah, absolutely. He's a really neat, he doesn't ever do anything too crazy, but he does a lot of like creative shit like he'll play he'll play like a four bar phrase and then the next time he plays it he'll play like an octave higher than he did the first time and shit he's just a yeah. he's a really cool bass player i like the way he plays a lot yeah for sure yeah i uh i really love man overboard i love i love it stylistically like it's i don't know it's it's aggressive but I, there's also like this uh it's not exactly a harmony, but it, Tom's it's, there's a part Tom sings like during the chorus. Man, I'm blanking on any of the lyrics right now. Okay, I know um, I'm just gonna know what part you're talking about. <laughs> give, give me a second. I'm gonna I'm gonna look up the lyrics. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I, I guess I should have taken better notes the, on the, that. One. Is it the "You Can Only Lean on Me for So Long" part? Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Very great song. It's a really good uh, like representation of that era of the band of what they sound like. Right. Also, kind of fucking bonkers that that was an Enema B side. Yeah, that's uh, I when I was looking at it on the singles list, it's so. <clears throat> yeah, it's listed as um, 
being from Mark Tom Travis show. Yeah, because that that was its first initial release when it, it actually came be, out. It was supposed to be on Enema, but yeah, something that, took its place. I don't know. Yeah, but also, but was, I mean, I, I can't think of what I would take off Enema. Yeah, yeah, great song yeah, though. Great cool. fucking song. And uh, lyrically, it's I, it's about being. Uh, it's it's supposed to be about occasions when a friend was too intoxicated to be dependable. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which I, I'm pretty sure that song is about Scott Rayner. Oh, okay. Because uh, that's why he was asked to leave Blink-182 because he was like a raging alcoholic. <coughs> uh, we, we wrote a similar song for in, in Get By about, but it, the, the reverse side of it, about being the undependable drunk friend. Oh, oh, you wrote that song about yeah. uh, you. <laughs> yeah, I did. I absolutely did. Uh, well, whatever. It happens. Um, My next one. I, I almost didn't want to include this one because it's I'm not crazy about it, but it is it is definitely like uh, one of the most recognizable Blink singles, um, and that's the Rock Show off cool. Take I Off Your Pants and Jacket. A, I don't have that on either of my lists. It was the lead single on Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, the 2001 album, and I mean that was when they were at their peak popularity, and you couldn't you couldn't turn on MTV without seeing a blink video. And that was one of the ones that you would have seen like most of the time, hundred percent accurate. It's a good song. Not one of my favorites, but it's, it's like, it's undeniable, you know, it's, um, it's a very important song for them for sure. I get it. It's, um, it's an iconic song for the whole like subculture in punk rock in general. Mm -hmm. Um, I only they're like I didn't put it on my list just because like there's a couple of blank singles that I feel this way about like I've heard it so many fucking times yeah. that like uh, I'll probably skip it honestly yeah uh, beautiful same. bridge though what a yeah. fucking bridge in that song every song on that album had a fucking great bridge yeah, yeah super that's a really good call yeah uh, my next which- one is uh, it's off of nine actually um and it's dark side. Uh, now we're, here's one that I don't know if I know. It's, um, it's a blink and skiba song. It's, uh, the, and that's probably, I don't, I don't know that I listened to that album. Uh, nine gets shit on a lot. Um, nine is a good fucking album. I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the song's really cool. It's got, it's just good chord structure, good melody, awesome harmonies, just great songwriting all around. Um, I really like it. It's cool. Cool. Yeah, I, I I would like to listen to that album because I like Matt Skiba. I, I have nothing against that era of Blink for sure, but sure. I just I just uh, I didn't like listen nine, to it, I guess, you know? nine in California are two super fucking different albums. Yes. Um they're very, very, so. very, very different records. Um they're both Blink and Skiba. Um, but it's hard to say which one I like better because they're so different, but Blink-182 purism is a real thing for sure. And it's mm-hmm. something that I for sure <clears throat> practice. I definitely practice it probably harder than anybody on earth, <laughs> but it's, uh, they're, they're great fucking records. There's yeah. really good songs on those albums. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> Excuse me. You all right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Fighting a chest cold. Um, wow. well, speaking of California and, and, uh, Matt Skiba songs, I, I included bored to death. Cool. Good um, song. I really like it. I know that it's one of them that um, kind of gets shit on a little bit just because it's 
I don't know. It's it's kind of older sounding. When I say older, I don't mean older like old school Blink-182. I mean it's like they're aging Blink-182. The dudes are getting older. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And this song kind of sounds like that. Totally. Um, however, uh, I just – I think the – I think the melody is awesome. It's it's a simple melody, but I mm-hmm. I still love it. It's it's a it's catchy and um, you know John Feldman's one of the best producers in the world. So uh, mm-hmm. I, I love the sound of it. It definitely it sounds like a Feldman song, like no question. Very um, true. And I guess just a interesting note, and not really an interesting note, I guess. This was the first single with Skiba um, and the first one without Tom. True story. So, yeah, that's real. Yeah. Neat. It is neat. Uh, my, <laughs> next, my next one is uh, off take off your pants and jacket, and it is stay together <clears throat> for the kids. Oh, stay together for the kids. That's on, that, my, that's on my top five. Then let's move on. Uh, we don't have to. We can. We no, because I have I have plenty to fucking say about it. It doesn't matter. Like I'm only blasting through my honorables quick because like I have a ton to say about all these fucking sure. songs. So I'll just get. I'll wait when we sure. get to that. Okay. Go. So. Uh, what's your next? So one? what is my my last honorable? I'm gonna go with uh, "I Miss You" off self-titled 2003. Uh, I don't have it on any of them. It is my least favorite Blink 182 song. I figured as much that, and that was what I was saying. Like things that I like about Blink, I feel like are things you probably don't like about Blink. And um, it's a, uh, it's I mean, it's a cool song. Yeah, for sure, it's a cool song. Uh, I just like, dude, fuck off. I've heard it. Like, <laughs> it's it's a meme now. It's like Africa by Toto. Oh, it absolutely is. The the, the whole "Where are you?" thing. Right. Uh, and yeah. like, I mean, I get it. It's iconic, like emo culture bullshit, and it's cool. Yeah. Like, I understand what it is. It it, it defines. So much. I just, I, ugh. I just, uh, yeah, I, I like the song, but that's, uh, it's not one of my favorites. Like that's why it's on my honorables, but okay. It's a good one for me. So well, uh, I have two more honorables then. Okay. Yeah. Go uh, ahead and shoot through those. Uh, up all night off of neighborhoods. Okay. Um, real nasty, big riff. It's uh it's boxcar esque for sure. Cause it's, yeah. it's just this big, nasty, disgusting riff. Actually, um, in 2003, they uh, they did a big documentary online about um the recording of Untitled, and uh, mm-hmm. it showed Tom playing that riff like eight years before the song. You're, you're oh, like, really? You're like, oh fuck, that's the Up All Night riff. Um, it's, it's a neat little anecdote. No, that's not that's an anecdote cool. at all. Fucking all. That is not what anecdote means. Um, it's just a neat little fact. Um. I'll consider it an anecdote. Um, and then uh, <laughs> my last honorable is uh, feeling this. Okay. That's my number five, actually. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, lined up great. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, feeling this cool song. I love the effects on the drums uh, at the beginning of the song. and I think uh, we've talked about this before, but uh, that the effects, they're um, – someone put their thumb on the tape when it was – going I, and it's, yeah uh, i think you did say that it's, i do it's remember true, that you said like it. thumb to tape flange like legitimate that's they so did awesome. a lot of weird experimental recording stuff on that record for fucking sure they they recorded that record for like a year yeah yeah <laughs> i i love stuff like that that's 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 my favorite stuff <laughs> but uh i love a lot of people have never noticed this if you ever listen to 
just the bass and the chorus. It's fucking complex as fuck. I never even noticed that. And um, I like I was I popped up on YouTube. It's like, oh, feeling this isolated bass. And I'm like, oh, cool. I just want to hear these little notes just for fun. Uh, the bass riff in the chorus is fucking crazy. It's like, is it? Like, it's a lot going on. And you never notice it. And then you listen and you're like, oh, shit, that's there. I never noticed. Still, I'm going to um, have to look at that because I, I never knew. <laughs> And uh, the harmony, Tom's harmony in the second half of the chorus, so yeah. good, so good. I love all the stacked vocals at the yes, end. Yes, I was going to say the acapella, like stacked vocals is so Which fucking good. also was an accident. Um, I think it was, it Jer- did Jerry Finn do that record? I think he did. Yes. Um, He automated everything else to fade out, but the vocals on accident. It, and it happened they're like fucking leave that yes yes the, it's the so best part sick, of the song dude. it's the best part of the song because there's like i think like four or five vocal parts yeah. going on uh it's it's beautiful i love the yeah. intro riff um i love there's a lot of weird drum stuff going on there like there's parts where like in the verse the snare has got the close mic on it. The the kick is just the room mic. There's so much weird shit happening on that album. And that, what a great opening fucking track. They've been opening with that song live for like 20 years. It's a good opener. Yeah. And I just, I love the back and forth dynamic of the song too. How the, the and and it's like the opposite of what most songs are, you know, the, the verses are crazy and intense and fast mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it chills in the chorus and it's just and the, like the chorus is just drums and bass this. and it's just ah uh, it's such a great song it's a cool Do dynamic you remember when we did the p roach walking back and forth karaoke mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. also did that song yes um, we did and, and you were mark <laughs> and um i was tom because i'm like i know i know tom's harmonies do it yeah and it was tight i forgot about that we absolutely did do that that was awesome that was fun. That was a good time. Man, Super that, that, good call. Yeah, that was uh, that whole like karaoke contest thing was fun. Like it. Oh, it was great. But like, it's one of those things like it really wasn't that long ago, but already it just it was it, it's like a blink, you know, like it barely feels well, like it like, happened. It was like six years ago. Was it that long ago already? It's 2023. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I what just came up on my Facebook uh, memories the other day. Um, eight years ago was our first No Fences show. Oh uh, my! It was eight years ago. Yeah, as of I, I think it was Monday. Eight years ago, Monday. <sighs> yeah, great, right? dude. There was mad people at that show. <laughs> yeah, and it was we we put on a good show. Like I, I don't. I like remember. To, I don't like to toot my own horn, but we we. We killed that one. And we had only played like together as a band like three times. Yeah. Yeah. It was like three practices, but that yeah. was fun. That was cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, What's my first one? Uh, Adam song. Adam song. Okay. Yeah. Adam song is my number three. Okay. But um, yeah, we can, well, we can no, go, we'll go ahead and no, go through no. it now. Okay. Um, Beautiful song. Yes. Beautiful song. Really beautiful massive chorus yeah big 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 chorus i don't want to say it's like one of blink's first like sad songs because they had plenty like i'm sorry off of dude ranch is a sad song but like mm-hmm. uh it had upbeat circle pit shit in it too um weird tuning um just strange <clears throat> like 
chord shapes and riffs and shit. Just really, really, really great fucking song. Out of curiosity, what do you know the tuning off the top of your head? Um, I think it might. I guess it's not a weird tuning because for Blink, like anything that's not standard is kind of weird. I think it might just be full step down. I should know this. I know when they played it live during that era, he played the yellow uh, subsonic, which is the baritone strat, and he capoed it. Okay. But I don't remember specifically off the top of my head. But also playing a baritone strat with a capo on it to get to something that high is kind of silly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yeah. he had this this yellow baritone strat, and it's fucking cool as hell. Or might have been orange. Was the orange one the baritone? I don't remember. I don't I matter. don't know any of that information. I could talk about Tom DeLong's like guitar stuff for <laughs> I, I for Ever. sure, I for sure thought you were gonna say I could talk about Tom DeLonge's dick forever. <laughs> Why? Why did would you think about I don't that? Know. I've also never <laughs> once pictured Tom DeLonge naked in my head until just now. Oh, well, you're welcome. He's also like he's also like six five, so he probably has an enormous penis. Yeah, <laughs> it's, very, it's very possible. I'm, I'm not gonna dispute any uh, of that. Well, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh that's my number five Adam song. Okay. They didn't uh, play it live for a very long time. Um they started playing it live again on the in uh, 2019 on the Enema 20 year. Um, oh yeah. No, uh Travis Barker was in that gnarly ass plane crash with DJ AM mm-hmm. and DJ AM died. So mm. they stopped playing that song live. Um I don't remember any more specifics than that, but uh, they start. Th- it was probably a good fuck. I don't know, damn near decade that they didn't play that song live. I don't think it was a whole yeah. decade, but uh, they do it. They started doing it again. Well, I I I'm su- I I understand why they wouldn't. Um, I just it surprises me because it's it was a huge single. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, cool beautiful beans. fucking song. So yeah. uh, that would bring us what to your number four. My number four, yeah. Um, okay. My number four is "Damn It." Okay, I don't have "Damn It" on my list, really, at all. Okay. Um, no, big. Uh, well, I figured you would. Yes, I, so I, I do. <laughs> it's the cool. uh, it's the second single off of Dude Ranch, um, which is their '97 album. Um, uh, it's another one that everybody knows it. It's iconic as fuck. Yeah. Um, but it's it's just a great it's a really well written song. Um the I, I don't I don't know what else to say about it really, because it's it's such a big song for them that there's not much else to say. It's just it's a great song, great single. Sure. Um I really like it. That's all. I have two cool little things about this song. Um, okay. Not not long ago, I was scrolling TikTok and I saw like this <clears> really pretty blonde girl with an acoustic guitar and this a beautiful voice, mm-hmm. and she was playing this really slow, somber, mellow version of this song, just to show you how miserably sad of a song it is. Mm-hmm. It is such a fucking sad, sad song, and when you hear it in that context, you're like, oh fuck. Yeah. That's why I did that lag wagon thing the other day. Yeah. 
Um, I'm like, oh, this is a really fucking sad song too. I'm gonna try that. And oh it, yeah, it's it, gut wrenchingly sad. Dude, that's that song is so sad. Yeah, it really is. Uh, and then the other cool thing about this is uh, when you're watching Can't Hardly Wait and the cops bust the party and that intro riff kicks in and all the kids start like scrambling. It's so cool. It's so perfect. Yeah. Dude, that's that's just like so that's a late 90s moment just perfectly absolutely. captured a hundred percent very very true i can already see like the girls in the layered hollister shirts and uh the dudes with their like kind of spiky hair the 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 front the front spiked up the vert ramp mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very, that's true that's how it went yeah perfect Oh, well, that brings me to my number four is Down. I do not have that one. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Are you crazy? Have you heard it? I think so. Oh, my God. Down is, um, I think it was the third single off of Untitled. Down was the first single off 311's 1995 Untitled Blue Record. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dude, uh, Down by 311 is a fucking ripper. Oh, dude, it's a banger. It's one of my favorites. Um, but um, Down was, I think it's track nine, maybe. Or no, it's it's way earlier than that. I think it's track f- six or seven. I forget. Um, it's in the middle somewhere of Untitled. And it's uh, it just starts out with this big octave like this. It's so cool. Um, and it's a, it's a pretty mellow, somber song, too, and it's got this big... It's track six? Yep. Okay. Um, and it's just got this big, soaring, fucking beautiful chorus. And it, it's just a wonderful fucking song. Wonderful cool. song. Yeah. I, um, uh, I'll, I'll have to listen to it again. Sure. Um, Before we go further, I'm going to have to take a minute because I really have to pee. Cool, cool. All right. Um, where where are we at now? I I just at, said, I said down. So it's your next one. Uh, well, we talked about my number three already. Oh, we uh, did because it was uh, Adam's Adam's song. Adam's song. Yes. So okay. why don't you go ahead with your number three, Josie? Josie's my number one. I know. <laughs> yeah, I knew you would know. Okay. I. I absolutely I, love Josie. I feel like one time you said Josie was your favorite punk song ever. I'm, I might have said something like that, but I don't I don't I don't think that's true. Oh, OK, well, uh, Josie is a fucking ripper. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely it's I mean, it is my absolute favorite Blink song. Um, cool. And it's it's got to be I've, I don't know if I've ever definitively ranked my favorite punk songs i haven't either because i don't but think I, I can i know josie would be it would be high up there if if not number one it very very possibly could be if i actually sat and thought about it um but it it's de- it definitely be in the top five it's fucking great great it's great, so great it's song. so good it's so it's it's fast it's fun it's upbeat um just a couple of quick side notes uh so dude ranch was released in 1997 Yes. Um, I don't know what the date was that it was released in 1997, but uh, Josie was not released as a, a single at that point until November of 98. Really? Yeah. 
Yeah, huh. I, I I know it's not like super interesting, but I th- I saw that and I was like, oh, that's kind of that's kind of cool. Um, so let me see what the da- the date the release the official release date of Dude Ranch was June seventeenth of ninety seven. So almost okay. o- almost a year and a half later, they're still pulling singles off of that album. So. Well, that, that album was what seventeen tracks, I think, or fifteen or seventeen, sixteen. It was it's a long record. Uh, it, so the official U.S. release had 15 songs. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Um, that's a, that's a great fucking record. It's a yeah. great record. Um, and, and Josie just, it rules. It's fun. It's very fun. It just starts with that big rung out chord and mm-hmm. the, the, the bass riff and the circle pit. And it's just, it's so good. It's so good. The yeah. songwriting is awesome. The chorus, I like that the chorus it has that back and forth banter. Like it's it's so it's just a perfect fucking. I know song. that everything. No, that everything. No, that everything. What a great song! Yeah, really fun. Not a song they've really kept in their set lists over the years, which is a bummer. Yeah, yeah. I've seen some live videos of them playing it, and it's has sounded terrible. <laughs> no, I, I've seen them play it live for sure, but um, it's just not a song they play live a lot. Yeah, which is whatever. Um, little side notes about Josie in, in the middle of uh, I don't. It, it, I think it's the second verse, right? Um, they mention that. My girlfriend likes UL and DHC. Yeah, uh, unwritten law and dancehall crashers. Yeah, yeah, I I like uh, uh, Josie is. <clears throat> I this isn't her actual name. Um, a lot of the the early Blink Love songs are about the the singer of dancehall crashers. Did not know that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Very cool. So I guess the. The name Josie is the name of the dog that the singer of Dancehall Crashers owned. Ah. So it's her dog's name. There is also um, a song on Take Off Your Pants and Jacket mm-hmm. uh, where he talks about Josie again. And he calls her by name. Oh, yeah? Yeah. The very first word of the song. The very first line is, Josie, you're my source of most frustration. Um. I did not know that. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a great song. It is the second song on uh, "Take Off Your Pants and Jacket." It's called "Online Songs," and it is a great, great song. Okay, fun, fun stuff. Um, fun little also, tidbits here. Uh, the riff from "Online Songs" is um, verbatim the same riff from "Enthused." I think "Enthused," uh, a song off of Dude Ranch. Same key and everything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's very cool though. Um, wait, so that was Josie. So what? We're up to your number two. Yes. Um, okay. And my number two was one of your uh, what you call it? Honorables. Honorables. Yes. Okay. Uh, stay together for stay together for the kids. Ah. Oh yeah. Because I, I said I, I would wait. Yes, I love this song. Um, just because. So almost the opposite of what I said about um, 
feeling this, uh, how, you know, feeling this had the intense, like fast, uh, like the chaotic verses, verses in the mellow chorus. Yeah. This, uh, stay together for the kids is the total opposite, but the dynamic of the song is so perfect. It's like the, the verses are so like gentle and melodic and then it just slams into this. So here's your holiday. And it's just like, dun, 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 oh, God, dun, dun, yes. Dun, dun. And the it's guitar, so- it's just, it's a G power chord. And then he drops the, his index uh, fret down. So it's like a, yeah. a, a F sharp over D, whatever you call it. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah. That's the whole chorus. Super simple, but super driving and powerful. Just big, big as fuck. Yeah. They did a lot of crazy halftime shit on that record. Um, Oh my god, what a beautiful song. Yeah. They uh they had to reshoot the music video um because of 9/11. Oh. The 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 music video was just like a house fire initially. Okay. And then they reshot it to what it was later. With like I the wrecking uh, ball and all the shit. Yeah, I was going to say I I honestly don't even remember the music video. That's yeah, okay. Oh, I yeah, it says right here the song's original music video. Oh, the original music video depicts mm-hmm. the band performing in a home being destroyed by a wrecking ball in a metaphor for divorce. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah. And the clip was reshot during 9-11 attacks uh, with the band and the label deeming its imagery too similar to the collapse of the world. Man, Trade 9-11 Center. didn't have one with a damn wrecking ball. If there it was came, someone it crashing came in like a wrecking ball, though. It sure did, man. <laughs> oh. Dude, whatever, like. 9-11 didn't have, they weren't crashing planes into a house for a metaphor of divorce. Just leave the video. Yeah. <laughs> well, whatever. Whatever. Holy shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful fucking song. Yeah, I, love I love it. it. I love um, the second half of the chorus. Mark comes in with a really like a low, subtle harmony. Uh, and it's yeah. fucking be- it's so beautiful. When you're dead and gone. Yeah, yeah, I love that harmony. Just, uh, just it's uh, there's a video of them playing it on David Letterman, and it fucking sucks. <laughs> it's so <laughs> bad. <laughs> That's a bummer, dude. Whatever. Um, just the other night, um, me and Eric were watching like old episodes of SNL, and we watched it was from I think '99 or 2000, and we watched Blink play. Uh, they played all the small things on the episode Jamie Foxx hosted. Um, oh yeah, no, because like I I don't remember the context, but we saw something and I thought it was like a new, a new episode of SNL where Jamie Foxx was hosting and Blink was on. Because I'm like, oh, this makes sense. I'm, they yeah, why wouldn't they be on this? But we watched it. I'm like, oh, it's the old one. But whatever, I still want to watch it. And uh, it's crazy <clears throat> that, but say from like '99 to like uh, I don't know. 2014 you watch blank live videos and they get worse yeah as a band they get shittier um that's crazy yeah but like when you you know you drink two bottles of red wine and eat a bunch of pain pills before your show you're not gonna be that good at being a guy who plays music (laughs) (laughs) you're not gonna be that good at being a guy who plays music I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, that's an understatement. That was his thing. Was like a, lo- a lot of uh, a lot of red wine and pain pills. Right? That was his thing. Um, hmm. Side note: I fucking hate all the small things. I hate it. I can't stand it. 
No, you can't stand it because you've heard it every day of your life yeah, for the last yeah, for 25 sure. years. For sure. Uh, but it's I, a gr- it's a great fucking song. It's a great song. I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to remember if there was a time that I did like it, though. I I think I feel there's like nothing to there's nothing to dislike about it. I feel like when it first came out and because that was the one with was that that was the one with the music video, like the Backstreet Boys music video, right? Yeah. And the in the airplane hangar. Yes. Yeah, I did. I, I, I don't know. I think I I think I may have been. I mean, you I was too, deep into my too, new metal. Too deep in a cold chamber to care. Yeah, I was. I was deep into new metal, so I think maybe I was too cool for Blink One Eighty Two at that point, and oh, maybe, maybe that was maybe that was my tipping point of like, okay, oh yeah, fair. I don't, I don't give a shit about these guys. They're too, uh, they're too. When mainstream. they were making the video of that, they didn't like know what they were making fun of. There's like, yeah. this isn't funny. This video's <sighs> stupid. <laughs> and really? they so they had like, never even seen the Backstreet video at that point. Like, no, because they like they referenced like <clears throat> the Backstreet Boys. Uh, they reference like NSYNC and Britney Spears videos. They do a, a thing where like some chick is dumping a candle on his chest, like in the Ricky Martin video I, and yeah, stuff. I like, remember that. Um, and I they're like, what, like, this is not funny. What is all this stuff? Um, and it ended up being their biggest video ever. Cause people are stupid, but it's a, uh, it's a, it's a good song. And um, I just, I'm not going to put it on my list. Cause uh, if I never hear that song again, Actually, that would be really weird if I never heard that song again. But I could go. Shit, I don't. I don't know the last time I heard that song in full. I usually skip it. Yeah i I don't like it. <laughs> so I'm just I'm over it. It's like whatever. So where you're at number two? Did you I'm do your number, number two? two? I'm at number two. That's what always, always, always. Okay, that oh, one. I got- I got a lot of Untitled on here. Um, yeah. <clears throat> untitled is uh, not my favorite Blink record, but it's a by a landslide, their best record. But it's okay. definitely not my favorite. My favorite is Take Off Your Pants Jacket. That's neither here nor there. This will go on forever. Um, <laughs> always is um, Mark Hoppus is like the biggest Cure fan in the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, you really hear that in this song for sure it's yeah. a, just it's like real 80s synthy upbeat but um lyrically miserable at times but also lyrically really happy because it's like partially a love song uh it's more of like a don't leave i'm begging you please don't leave me type of song mm-hmm. um but it's just it's a great 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 fucking song great song yeah, I uh, it came close to being on my honorables. Uh, and I, really I, I honestly, it probably should have been on my honorables rather than rock show, but we had to mention that. Yeah, that's and that's kind of I I figured I wanted to kind of spread out a little bit because I didn't want us to sure. both have the same ten songs. So sure, we actually have done pretty good at that. I know I I'm I'm very happy with how our spread has been, but um. On Untitled, there is a song called All of This that has Robert Smith <clears throat> singing the verses, which is pretty okay. cool. Um, the They talk about this girl named Holly on that song. Like, they call her by name. And they, they talk about Holly on this record a couple of times. And I'm sure all I have to do is do a little digging. <laughs> but uh, I don't know who Holly is. I'm about to find out. I don't know. I don't know who Holly is. Um, 
Actually, the two songs they mentioned Holly in are back to back. Um, one's called Easy Target, and it has this fucking ripping ass closing riff. And then that riff gets gradually slower and slower and slower. And then it turns into the same riff, but acoustic really, really slow. And then that's the the intro of the that song with Robert Smith. It's really, really it's an awesome transition. Mm. That it's that's a great fucking record. Holy shit. Um but yeah, I don't know who Holly is. But always is a beautiful, beautiful song. I know he rec- I, he either recorded the bass on a Fender Bass Six, which is like one of those big six string basses that's tuned like E A D G B E, but it's mm-hmm. a bass. Or he did it on like a synth bass. I forget. He did something weird on it. Uh, let's see. It's you know what I it, I don't know if it says. Yeah, well, whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> holly uh, probably knows who she is <clears throat> oh holly okay so I'm, this is just based on a forum that was written nine years ago it says two stories surround holly uh if i remember correctly easy target is about a friend of tom and mark's while they were in high school who was invited over to a girl's house who he had a crush on Oh, yeah. Yeah, I I know this. The friends went to Holly's house where she had organized a prank where a bunch of people waited around her house and proceeded to spray him with hoses, leaving him embarrassed. In all of this, Holly is a girl who dated Tom only to get with his older brother. Hence the lyric. Use Use me, me, Holly. Holly. Come Come on, on, use me. me." Yeah. And it says, I'm I'm unsure if Holly is the same girl in both songs or just given the same name. And then. Uh, another commenter just says it was an ex of Tom's who used him to get to his older brother. So I don't know if that's a legit story or is that the story in the lyrics? Um, in I'm trying to think <clears throat> in easy target, the reference to Holly is in the bridge and it's like, Mark is going like better run, 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 run. And Tom just yelling, Holly, let me out. Um, is that in go? That's it. Is it? No, is that an easy target? No, that's easy target. That is easy target. Um, I was thinking of lyrics to go for a different reason. It doesn't matter. Um, and then in in all of this, it's the chorus is "Use me, Holly, come on and use me." So I oh, mean, these uh, these stories track. Yeah. Someone else in this uh, someone else in this thread says that uh, the the friend that Holly invited over in high school uh, was Jerry Finn, their producer. Oh, God. So Jerry Finn. Yeah. So that's good stuff. <laughs> Jerry Finn is everything yeah. to me. Yes, he is. He, he, Jerry Finn produced every record, all of my favorite albums, which like, it, it like, it's not on purpose. It's not like I'm going to pick all the Jerry Finn albums and, and say they're my favorite. Like it was, it's records that I fucking loved since I was 10 and then you look it up and and I look it up. I'm like, oh, oh my shit, god, there's he, his name. <laughs> he did a fucking all of these. He did he did Dookie. He did Enema. He did my favorite MXPX album. He's done everything. Yeah. He's the best in the world. But when Jerry Finn did Newfound Glory songs, they're fucking bad. <laughs> Which ones were those? Um, he didn't. Um, there's a a Jerry Finn mix of Hit or Miss that was released as like a bonus thing, not crazy long ago. Um. I don't know if Jerry Finn has like uh, any good shit to do with hardcore or anything heavy at all. 
And like those newfound glory songs, like those guitars have to cut. They have like those songs have to slam. And uh, I don't know if he's really good at that. Yeah. So when Jerry Finn worked with newfound glory, it was like, oh yeah, these aren't, this doesn't sound good. I know he came up on our producers episode. Yeah. He was, uh, I think he was my number two. Yeah. Because Bill Stevenson was my number one, but whatever. Uh, what's your number one blink single? Cause we're going to sh- Apple shampoo, Apple shampoo. Yes. Okay. It is, I believe track nine on dude ranch. Um, it is just, and this was a slippery slope for me actually. Cause I wasn't technically sure if it was actually a single, but they did it, release it as a, as a, as, as physically as a single. The song was released as a single in Australia only through an excuse exclusive license with mushroom records. Well, I don't technically. Well, yeah, so it was, a, it was a single somewhere in the world. So it yes. counts. No, it counts. It's a single. Um, it is um, probably Apple Shampoo is probably in my top three favorite Blink songs. Okay. Um, I've heard, we talked about this on the Bridges episode. My favorite Blink-182 song is Every Time I Look For You. Um, Apple Shampoo is, uh, it's, a, it's a sad song. Um, it's just got big, big chords and circle pit drums and great melodies and great harmonies and great songwriting. And it's just, uh, I have seen Blink-182 like 10 times, I think. Mm-hmm. Something like that. I've never seen them play Apple Shampoo live. Okay. And uh, I never will. Yeah. If you've, whoever's listening, if you've never seen Blink-182 live, you will never see them play probably most songs. Um, But they don't, they don't play Apple Shampoo live ever. Uh, honestly, all from Dude Ranch, they're probably going to play Damn It only. Yeah. Yeah. This uh this was another song about uh the singer of Dancehall Crashers. Oh. And I guess Actually, the name, I knew that, yeah. The name of the song Apple Shampoo is in reference to her, specifically she used a, sm- a shampoo that smelled like apples. So she always That's smelled cool. like she always smelled like apples. Um it's a bu- it's a great 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 <clears throat> fucking song. Um I, I love I love the melody. I love the minor falls and the chords of this song. Um, in sequence to the record, it's like it fits really, really, really well in the track listing. Um, mm-hmm. They're they're really good at sequencing albums. They're really good at sequencing albums. Like uh, like Dumpweed, the first song on Enema, mm-hmm. is like the best opening track to an album ever. That's like not me being like this blink nerd bias type thing. Like it's legitimately like the best opening to a fucking album ever. Yeah, I I, I would agree with that because it just starts with this big like and it's just big as fuck and it's so good. Um, but that's I'm talking about Apple Shampoo. Um, <laughs> yeah, and sorry, I know I'm not adding much to this conversation right now. I'm trying to read about these songs just so i have something to say no but that's cool that's cool shit to say because i also i have no idea what your number one is um yes you do i already did my number one oh oh fuck well then we have to do your number two right (laughs) no i'm done my list is done oh fuck okay well um yeah apple shampoo is my favorite blink 182 single 
Um, <laughs> even though it's like, it's not technically like an actual single, but it, was it is a single. It no, was released it, in Australia as a single, so I'm fucking riding was, that train. It was released as the first single off the album in Australia, so it's not not just and a I, single. It's the first single in Australia. So I remember I asked Mill, I'm like, yo, we're doing an episode on blank singles. I want to put Apple Shampoo on there. He goes, yeah, I mean, it technically, so it counts. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, um, it counts. It's it's good. You're good. But yeah, that's uh, that's what I got, man. Cool beans. Yeah, this was I I, I liked this idea because I mean if if we would have said just blink songs, I know a hundred percent your list would have been ten deep cuts that I've probably never heard or I've only heard once. None of them would have been singles. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, and Apple Shampoo probably would have been on there, but whatever. My my list would have probably been very similar to what I had for today's episode. Just because I with Blink One Eighty Two, like the the biggest part of their career was when I was just not into punk at all. So sure, uh, I I I listened to them early and I listened to them late, and I kind of just I had to catch up on everything in between. So happens, no big deal. Yeah, we but, didn't mention what's my age again at all. We oh we mentioned it. No, we didn't. oh no 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 we didn't. That's because no, I don't like that one either. So. You do. Uh, I okay. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. That's that's Ex- fair. Exactly. Yes. I'm sick of it. I, all the small things I legitimately don't like. But what's my age again? I am just sick of it. All right. Fair enough. Well, yeah. So. That's uh. That's the whole thing. So we're gonna do this. Um. I let, let's do the next one about Slipknot. I, I'm very much down for that. Cool. So, yeah. I'll I'll have that list ready tomorrow. But <laughs> okay, but uh, I'll, I'll I'll need a little bit of time with no, that. That's fine. Um, you, you do. But your I research feel like that's that's a that's a solid balance. Like it makes it fair. Yeah, I like that. I so, really like that idea. That's solid. So. So, yeah, we'll do uh, the next one's going to be doing uh, Slipknot singles. Awesome. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. And like I said, hopefully we're going to try to get a more consistent schedule. So you should see us more often. Okay. All right. Cool, man. All right. See ya.